Welcome to Fuck the Generational Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Elise Alexander, your go-to fam when it comes to creating a wealthy life and getting rid of all that mental baggage that comes with codependency and perfectionism. It's not an easy trip, but you better bet your ass it's worth it and you are worthy of it. From unlearning limited money beliefs to rewiring your subconscious for an easy, wealthy life. Welcome, fam. So today that we are going to talk about is what to do if something doesn't feel right when marketing yourself and expanding your audience. You know, one of the things that I know to be really true is that in order to get our message out there, no matter what our dream, no matter what our goal, no matter what we have to say, we have to be willing to be seen, like really seen and not little parts of us, but like full-fledged all of us and all the parts that make us special, right? For me, One of those things is that I'm really good at language and I connect emotional things faster than other people. I also have a huge advocacy for cannabis. I also care a lot, which is something that a lot of people maybe wouldn't see as a gift, but I 100% do. Because listen, if someone isn't going to pay you to to do something, they're going to pay someone else that maybe doesn't care as much. And this is important to me because of the fact that, you know, with this world happening the way it is, 2023, we get to connect on what it is that our values are, what it is that's important to us, and why it is that we are looking to better ourselves, right? That's why most people are listening to podcasts these days, including myself, looking to better myself, looking to figure out things that maybe I didn't understand prior to someone else explaining it to me in a way that worked for me. So today we're going to talk about what to do if something doesn't feel right when you're marketing yourself and expanding your audience, no matter what you're doing, right? Because you are the brand. You Whoever you are, whatever your gift is, it is your brand. It doesn't matter what kind of business then you create from that. But people really buy values. They don't buy things or courses or coaches. People buy people, right? So I'm going to take you through the six steps that I went through this week of something that happened with me that I was like, Oh, interesting how I reacted to this thing and interesting how this made me feel, right? Because we choose our feelings, but it's really important that we go into this and really understand that nothing is perfect. Not every day that I have is perfect, but it is amazing. Why? Because I recognize what it is like to go to a nine to five job or to have someone else run my life or I feel like I didn't have any control, you know, all of these things in which I really felt like, you know, like little old me, like, why, why would someone listen to me? Why would someone even want to hear my podcast? Do I even think that I have anything valid to say? You know, when your best friend tells you something and you're like, I said that? Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't hear it from somebody else? (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. So I would appreciate if this resonates with you, I really want to know, and I want to know how you've handled this in the past. And I'm going to put this in the, in the question and answer section at the bottom. I really want to know how you guys have handled this in the past, how you all have handled it in the past. So we are going to get started with 
what to do if something doesn't feel right to you when marketing yourself and expanding your audience. So six things. Number one, if something doesn't feel right, acknowledging your feelings. No shoving. No, I'll deal with this later. But dealing with it right in the moment, acknowledging that you have feelings coming up inside of you, that you're starting to be like, oh, hmm, okay, this is a different feeling. This maybe feels good or doesn't feel good, but you have emotions coming up and they are valid, right? I don't want anyone to ever feel like whatever emotions are coming up are not valid. They are. It is important. It is important that we recognize and it is important that we honor those feelings, no matter what they are, right? Because they're coming up for a reason, whether it is to heal them, whether it is to acknowledge some trial, child, childhood triggers that are coming up, right? That maybe have nothing to do with the current situation, but are still a trigger nonetheless, right? And a lot of us have these childhood triggers. I will raise my hand. I know you can't see me, but I 100% have these as well. And it's a lot of which of what has made me, I feel struggle because I couldn't deal with the childhood triggers. So I just kind of shoved them down. So Acknowledging your feelings, not shoving and just validating, hey, you know what, this feels a little weird or maybe this feels a little uncomfortable or, you know what, like I'm having something arise in me that like makes me want to pull back. Whatever it is, acknowledging your feelings nonetheless. Okay. Number one, acknowledge your feelings. Number two, where did the feels come from? Okay. This is like a big one that I think not a lot of people understand because where did the feels come from? Is it something that happened currently, right? That's something that's new? Is it something that you're like, oh, huh, I've never really dealt with this before. And it's a new feeling coming up for me, which is totally possible. We are adults, we grow, we expand, and we change our language and we change our feelings. But where does this feeling come from? Is it current? Or is it something that came up from a childhood wound? And I say this because it'll be a similar feeling of something that you felt when you were a little kid. And I say this because sometimes we don't connect that we've felt something before until you really think about it, right? Did the person that this situation is with, was it familiar? Did it hurt you in the same way that maybe it might've hit a long time ago and are you reacting from that place or is it something that you know has to do with that person right when when something happens and you feel this feeling inside of you I think it's really important to acknowledge whether it's something that is happening right now right here with this person that you have to connect with and you have to communicate about or if it's something that's coming up for you that is already an original wound, right? How angry or how upset are you getting? Is it zero to 60 and 10? That's a childhood wound. <laughs> and I didn't even think about that until now. But a lot of the time, the quicker that we anger, or the quicker that we get frustrated, it's something that has already been alive inside of us for a long time. So number two, where does this feeling come from? Current or childhood wound? Number three. This is the tricky one because this is what I really had a hard time with because I remember trying to figure out what are the feelings? What are the feelings that are coming up for me? Not are they good or bad, but what are the feelings? 
And I couldn't figure out what the feeling was. So I had to go to a feeling wheel. And there's no advertisement for this. I don't get paid for this or anything. But there's a company that does feelingwheel.com. And you can go take a look at the different feelings that we have. Because I don't think that a lot of us remember specific words of feelings that we have until we start to take a look at it, right? I think about the movie like Inside Out and how we have all these different emojis but we don't always remember the original core of what the feeling tone is. So I think it's really important to acknowledge, like, what are the feelings? Don't allow them to be good or bad, but just what are the feelings? Allow yourself to step in and start to have this feeling wheel so that you can start to acknowledge, okay, what are the feelings? What are they? And you'll feel it in your body. You'll know. You'll know whether it feels right or whether it feels wrong, because it'll resonate with you or it won't. Okay, so number one, acknowledge feelings. Number two, where did those feelings come from, adult or childhood? Number three, what are the feelings? Number four, ask for your needs. Don't assume everyone is like you. Now, this is where it gets uncomfortable, because in reality, it's really easy for me or anyone else to be like, hey, so you got some uncomfortable feelings? Let's go talk about them, right? But then you have to really be honest about why it is that you're upset or that you're bothered or that there's an uncomfortable feeling going on inside of you of whatever this feeling is. Because something that I acknowledged for me was that I don't like asking for my needs sometimes. I feel like someone else will think like, oh, they're asking too much or, oh, like really she's going to ask for all this or like, oh, you aren't just grateful for what you have. Like, yeah, I'm super grateful for what I have and I'm going to ask for my needs. Why? Because no one else is going to ask for them for you. No one else, because how would anyone else know what your needs are? Even a partner, even someone who's around you, right? You are the only one who can speak for your needs. Because I used to assume that if I were to do something, right, how I would do something, I used to assume that someone else would do something the same way. But what I realized, right, is that people aren't like you. A lot of us have different triggers or reactions or assumptions that we do not communicate. This is huge. Assumptions we do not communicate. I have done this. I know people around me have done this. This is like one of those things that I feel like is like an epidemic in this freaking country is that we have so many assumptions that we do not communicate that there's such like devastation in the expectations that we have, right? And when an expectation isn't met, we're like, oh, fuck, we're unhappy. So I think it's really important to ask for your needs. But how do you ask, right? Do you ask verbally? Do you ask in a text message? Do you ask in an email? I don't care how you ask, but you ask. And this is really like an important topic because of the fact that other people communicate differently, right? So if you were to ask, hey, this is what I need and bullet point it, Someone else may receive that in a different way. And that's okay. Because it's not your responsibility to deal with how someone else is reacting to you. I want you to write that down. It is not your responsibility to deal with how someone is reacting to you when you were just asking for your needs. Because here's the thing. If you're like me 
and you didn't ask for your needs for a really long time and you didn't say anything and you fulfilled everyone else's needs, I'm gonna need you to write this down too. People may leave. And I want you to understand that it's not about you, right? Because some people may come back to you and be like, oh my God, why are you asking for so much? Some people may come back to you and be like, well, you never had these needs before, right? Because we never asked for them. So it's not that we never had them, but we never asked for them. So then people assume, right? You don't have any needs. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna push my needs on you. But when you start to express those needs after a long period of time, and you've never expressed them before, you will get pushback. You will have someone in your life be like, um, excuse me? Like, when did you gain needs, right? And there might be some people that are like, you know what? I'm cool. I don't, I don't need you in my life anymore. And you know what I say? Good fucking riddance. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to whether or not someone can respond to someone's needs, I at least respect someone for trying. Because you may not fully get out the sentence you're looking for. You may not fully type out the sentence you're looking for. You may not even share your full needs, right? Because you may not even know what they are. But if you can try, you will continue to progress. And I'm talking tiny steps. I'm talking like maybe even figuring out one need. And one need in terms of how do you want to be communicated with? Do you want to be emailed? Do you want to be texted? Do you want to be told good news in a certain way? Do you want to be told bad news in a certain way? These are very important in relationships, especially with social media and how we are choosing to market ourselves these days. Because you need to ask for your needs, right? You need to ask for, hey, you know, am I going to get a screenshot of this when you're done so that I know for sure that you marketed me? Or... Am I going to like meet up with different people continually to make sure and acknowledge them for what they've done and for supporting me and for me supporting them? And at what time of the day do you like to have those conversations? Like all of this is important, right? Because how would anyone else know that, right? If you don't want to wake up and immediately respond to messages, then maybe one of your needs is like only responding to people between like 12 and one o'clock, right? But how would anyone else know that if you never wrote it or if you never said it or if you never shared it? I think this is a perfect example when it comes to like our friends, you know, on social media when we're like, oh, we really want someone to share this, right? And then we like tag people in it, but then we don't tell them, hey, I would really appreciate if you would share this. Or if we post something and we're upset that no one shared it because we never asked anybody or we never tagged anybody in it, or we never explained to someone else, hey, this is really important to me. I would really appreciate it if you shared it, right? How many times have you asked? Because I promise you that whatever percent of the internet is seeing your stuff, you, you get to keep posting it. Because only a very small percentage of people see your stuff at one time, right? So keep posting it and keep posting it. And you may feel like the person who's like, oh my God, I literally feel like I'm talking to a wall or that I'm posting a ton. Well, that's okay. Because I've felt that way too. Okay, number five responding instead of reacting. Now, you may ask like, hmm, Elise, what do you mean by responding versus reacting? Do you know when someone says something super sharp, like you're just like your dad, 
right? I think of the Dane Cook skit like many years ago when he's like leaning into the microphone and he's talking about the girlfriend who's like, oh, you're just like your dad. <laughs> and he turns around and is like, I don't even know what to do with that, right? And he reacted because he allowed his emotions to go into dark places, right? And he did not stop to think. He just allowed himself to continue onwards into that emotional thought, into that emotional vibration. And I do believe that we are where our attention goes. So responding instead of reacting is hard. It is not something that happens right away. It's something that you have to train your brain to do, right? So how do we do that? In the first couple of moments, it's kind of acknowledging this emotion that's arising within you and your breath starts to get short and your chest starts to get heavy and your shoulders start to like get taller and angrier. And you start to realize this physical response that is happening, right? But when we do this, we start to feel a difference from where you were like base emotion and then this emotion that is arising, right? So you're feeling it. And when you feel this emotion starting to take a breath, starting to breathe in that moment, because here's the thing, when you react, you go straight from like that emotion, that that regular place to that emotion, then to like, Rah! but if you can take a moment in that, oh, you know what? I'm noticing this is arising in my body. You will not get it on the first couple of tries. You will still react and that's okay but it is acknowledging the awareness in which you are seeing, okay, this is coming up on my body. Maybe I should take a minute before I say something, right? And acknowledging, okay, if I say this, is this really what I mean? Or is this just something that's kind of subconsciously automatically coming, right? Because 90%, 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. They're already pre-programmed that we do every day, right? That we don't even think about, 95%. So when you respond, instead of react, you break that shame, you break that generational cycle, and you allow yourself to have a different thought and to pause. And the pause is the most important. So number one, acknowledge your feelings. Number two, where did the feelings come from, current or childhood wound? Number three, what are the feelings? Number four, ask for your needs. Number five, respond instead of reacting. And number six, no need to be the I told you so person, because they will learn. It doesn't mean that you have to be the one to point the finger. And this is a harder one for me, because sometimes when someone hurts me or someone close to me or someone I care for, right, mama bear comes out and you're like, and you want to go straight in because you want that person to understand that they hurt you or that you don't appreciate how they responded to something or that you feel as though that what they did was wrong, right? And I'm not saying that I've never done this. I have 100% done this, I am human. But what I realized about myself this week when this happened to me, and I was like, ooh, I really wanna be the person to tell you like that you shouldn't do this to people. What I realized was, is that the energy, right, it's, it's never deceased. It just continues. So I could have been the person to be like, hey, you know what, you, you hurt me, and I can't believe that you do this to people. But what would that have done, right? Would have created another continual pattern of me feeling like I need to be right? Or can I just let it rest, knowing 
that this person either is going to come back around to me or that I was the bigger person and didn't react, even though I know that it wasn't right. And I'm going to explain a little bit about why I did this episode, right? And I'm not going to go into super detail because I don't believe in bashing people, but I do believe in explaining. So this week, I was super excited because I found a really amazing guest that I was like, wow, you know, like you're very famous and you work on a lot of the things that I do. And this person reached out to me. This person has like 321,000 followers on Instagram. And I was like, wow, like how amazing that this person would think of me and want to be on my podcast. And I was like, wow, you know, like I really appreciate that. Like it was so honoring and I felt so validated, right? Allowing my outside experience to affect my inner experience. Even though I know my podcast is amazing, even though I know that I'm so appreciative for all of you because we're doing this together, you know, but I'm doing this also like to talk to myself and to remind myself why it is that what I'm doing is so important because we forget. And I need reminders of why it is that we're doing this and why we're continuing to chase after our dreams, no matter what the dream may be, right? Because the dream is important, but sometimes the dream is long. Sometimes the legacy is long. And I want to be able to be here and see a large piece of what I can create instead of it being created after I'm gone. So with this podcast and with everything that I was doing to connect with this person, I had made several calendly appointments to meet with this person. And the first time, I guess it just didn't work out in the time that that, that person was available. They chose something higher priority, right? And I, I don't mind, right? Because things happen. We have things come up that we get to deal with that we have to like rate as priority or not priority. So I communicated with this person to connect again the next day. They didn't respond, and I made maybe a little bit of an assumption that they would be available in the evening because that was the time that I had let them know. But they called me in the afternoon, and I was like, I'm, I'm not available right now because I'm supporting someone else. I didn't get a response. So I booked another appointment, right? And about two hours before the appointment, I was told, hey, I'm no longer available at this time. And I was like, okay. I was like, is there a way that I can support you better? Because I'm realizing that the connection that we have is not working. And I'm starting to get a little feeling that you're no longer interested in creating a podcast episode with me. So when I said this, it was me asking for my needs, right? I needed to validate myself because I started to feel like you're, you're slacking me off. You're shoving me off. Like, and you're the one who asked me to connect. So I started to get this like pent up feeling inside, right? My chest started to get a little heavy. I started to get a little like, and my best friend was looking at me like, hmm, are you okay? Like this person is not being kind to you. How are you going to respond? So I took a minute and I let him know, obviously. I let that person know, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Can you let me know if this is how you're feeling? This person asked me what was my follower count and they asked me what my listener count was. And when I responded, the reaction that I received was, oh, you know what? We're just going to table this for now. Sorry for wasting your time. And I can tell you even from saying it right the fuck now, 
I am like, I literally cannot believe this happened because I would never treat someone that way. I would never reach out to someone else's podcast and say, oh, actually like, no, just kidding. <laughs> you don't have enough followers or enough uh, people that are going to make me feel like my time is worth it, right? Because we do these podcasts because we fucking care. Not because we're looking for the money. There are people, right, who are content creators who are looking for the money. I am not one of them. The money to me comes as an afterthought and as evidence and as like a reaction to the fact that I care so much about all of you. Because at the end of the day, I would have killed for someone to give me insight into these things that I'm sharing with you because I struggled hardcore with codependency because I struggled hardcore with perfectionism and because I could not understand how to release the mental baggage that I knew was wrong or maybe not wrong but wasn't giving me the results that I wanted so subconsciously I knew I needed to shift it right but when I received this response from this person I was immediately shifted back into my original human body right in which I was like oh my God, I cannot believe that this is what this person is saying. I cannot believe that someone would be so disrespectful and so unkind that this is how they treat people, right? But the point of that is, is that I don't want anyone to think that just because you're famous or you're popular, that you treat people some type of way, right? I don't believe that, but I do believe that this is one of the reasons why I had difficulty in terms of respecting money. Because I used to see people like this and I used to think that everybody who had money was like this or everybody who had influence was like this, but it's not true. But there are certain people to where you need to share and respect your own needs, right? Because something that's really important to me is that I don't have a podcast conversation or a recording until we have a conversation, right? Because why would I just allow people to affect you if I do not know their values? If I do not know them, you can only receive so much from an Instagram or a social media version of someone, right? So I wasn't willing to have a conversation before recording. And then this person got upset. And they were like, just book the podcast recording. And I, I said, no. And ordinarily, old parts of me showed up and were like, oh, you know what? But he's really like important and he's really famous. And, you know, what if he says things to other people that I'm not a good podcaster or that I didn't like have enough? Because he never said you don't have enough following. But that was what I received when he asked me about my count and then said, OK, I'm sorry, we're going to table this. That's what I received was that I wasn't enough. But I am enough. You are enough. And I care so much about you that I refuse to lessen my standards of who you get to receive, no matter who they are. And I think that's really important. So I think taking things out of this episode and acknowledging like what lessons can you learn from an uncomfortable situation? How can you use this to support you in the future, right? Because when I was standing there, angry in my feelings, walking in a circle, I was like, okay, how can I use this to support me in the future? And I realized, oh my God, of course I have to record a podcast episode on it. Instead of being fearful that this person is going to listen to it and be like, oh, blah, 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 right? Because I haven't said who this person is. But it's important that you acknowledge 
what is it that can support you from an uncomfortable situation, right? What can you receive from it? What can you give to other people from it? And since I did that, I was able to step out of the anger that I was in and release it and surrender. Why? Because I was being able to teach you a valuable lesson just as much as I was teaching me a valuable lesson. So what are your values? And are you willing to compromise your values for, for views? Like, let's get fucking real. Are you willing to compromise your values for views? Because no matter what you do, no matter what you sell, no matter what you offer, no matter what you're giving to someone, you choose to be viewed, right? You choose to be seen because the more people that see you, the more opportunity that you can have to continue to transform, right? Just like me. But it made me think, right? Because right now I'm looking at like a, a podcasting tour. It made me think, how will I offer to be a guest on someone else's podcast, right? Because views don't really mean someone else cares. It just means that you're being viewed. So it made me really think like, how can I offer true value to someone else to be a guest on their podcast and to serve their audience even more than I would have already offered right now, right? So truly stepping into that, okay, if this is how this person reacted, then what can I do to continue my own furthering and education and opportunity, right? To continue to learn and help and support others on this journey. Because a lot of us, how we end up raising our podcast numbers is by offering our guest appearances on other podcasts like ours. And that's how we support. So bonus, I want you to physically get up and move your energy. When you have these moments or you have these feelings or things like this happen to you, you need to get up. You need to move right? Because me getting physically angry was also allowing myself to let my outer circumstances affect my inner world, which is not how I like to do things. But every once in a while, I'm human and it happens. So I need to allow myself to shift that energy so that I can move, so that I can be something different, so that I can allow myself to shift. So what is it that is your action step and takeaway today? Your takeaway is, are you going to ask for your needs? And how have you dealt with this in the past? Or how would you deal with this in the future? You know, what is something that you can do that you know is a standard for you to create that is a non-negotiable? right? For me, non-negotiable. I'm going to have a conversation with whoever is on my podcast before we end up recording an episode. And I'm going to ask for my needs to be met, even if I feel as though the other person is going to think I'm crazy or won't like me or doesn't understand or bad talks me or whatever the case may be, right? And I want your action step to be, what lesson did you learn from the last uncomfortable time of this happening, right? Because you're going to continue to market yourself. You're going to continue to expand your audience. But what is it that you can learn and write down, write down 
what is it that was your aha from your last uncomfortable conversation with someone about this, about marketing yourself or something that happened to you and how did you deal with it, right? Because I think it's really important to write it down. I have an aha notes in my section of my phone that allows me to start to write down what it is that I received from an uncomfortable situation. Because let me tell you this, what you have been through, your experience of life, your pain, your trauma, it is not for nothing. It is not for nothing. It is all for something. But sometimes we can't always connect the dots to figure it out right away. So it's really important that we allow ourselves to write, right? Whether it's on a piece of paper with a pen, which is my natural way. I have literally a whole binder of papers and pens because I think writing physically helps you sometimes more than just like typing on a phone because it allows you to expand your thoughts. But what is it for you? So that is all that we are going to go over today. And I'm super appreciative that you are here to connect and to really share in this, okay, what are we going to do to feed our soul, to be the generational chain breakers, to literally close the generational wealth gap? Because that is why I am here. I want to be a billionaire and I am a billionaire internally because of the fact that I want to give so much where I never have to look at the number. I want to support as many people as I can and transform as many lives as I can that maybe don't yet have the financial backing to be able to support that vision, right? I want to be an angel investor. I want to change the world. So let's change the world together. I love you so much. I hope that you have a healthy, wealthy, rich, and worthy rest of your day. See you next time. Do you like to help people? Then don't forget to subscribe and to send your favorite wealth podcast to the people that you know who will resonate. This is how we continue to raise the vibration on the planet. We do this work from the inside out. So the more people that we continue to share with to grow, we can make more of an impact on the planet together. If you know consciously that you don't have a good relationship with money or business, but subconsciously are still struggling to figure out what the issue is, then I want to let you know that my one-on-one -on -one summer applications are now open for a very limited time, one-on-one, -on -one, so that we can truly get to the root of what is going on instead of just using a band-aid so that we can build a foundation of wealth together.